Uncensored. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. And by God, this is the BS. Hey, there it is. Turn me down there, Dougie T. Turn the bed down. There you go. There we go. Episode 19 of the BS Uncensored. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Huh? 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 Can you not hear us? <laughs> and a deaf Dougie T. Huh? Deaf Dougie T. Did you get the uh, Super Bowl boxes we picked at work? I sure did. I got the last three. Nelson, did you get on, on, on any of this? I didn't. I didn't know if they'd want me to do it from afar. Why not? You can send know. money from afar to get yeah, a box. Venmo. Can, I yeah, I could have. Yeah. Well, times are changing. Times are tight, is what they are. All right, Nikki. What? Uh, let me find you. Did you see? Did you see the end result, right? No. Oh yeah, the box. Yeah, the the numbers they put in there. Now here's what does a, that mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? You said, do I see the end result? The game hasn't happened yet. Don't I have to wait? Oh, bless your heart. Um. So no, they they pick numbers, and the top numbers and the side numbers, and each quarter they have to match up. So there you go. You have a oh, you have a seven and a one. So if any time at the end of a quarter, Kansas City has a seven at the end of their score, and San Francisco has a one at the end of their score, you will win. Oh, wow! Those okay. are those are good numbers to have. Okay. Oh yeah, the twenty-seven, twenty-one going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, you're you're winning. And then you also have a seven and a five. Okay. Okay. Five, not the greatest number. Is mm-hmm. that no? Because you have to think how That's are you how are you going to get five points? I think of five touchdowns is the first natural place to get that out. See, that's why they didn't have the numbers in there before, because people would pick based on the numbers. Yeah, that's how the game works. Yeah, that's oh, that's so not something tricky, new here. Tricky. No, it's not tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Remind me never to bet with her or take her with me or talk oh to her about it. Yeah, right. Oh my God! Now something a little. Sc- oh, you also have eight and three. Yeah. Which is all right. Eight and three is not bad. And here's the thing about the 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 squares now versus how they used to be because of the way the NFL works. They go for two often. Mm-hmm. So to have a score of eight instead of seven, uh, or even a six instead of a five, or I'm sorry, a five instead of a four, or a six instead of a four, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's you have a lot better chances now. Okay, because right? three is a field goal. Aha. Uh-huh. Three is a field goal. Correct. Give me. Look yeah, me. but just a field goal. Yes. So just like, a field goal. Yeah. And how many points if you miss? If you miss a field goal. Uh-huh. Oh, do you get points if you miss? Yeah. Uh, five? No. You you get five if you miss, but three Why if you hit Why would you get it. more? Oh, if you miss, because I thought it went to the other team. No. So even mm-hmm. if you miss it, you still get points? Yes. You get zero. Right, zero points. Right. Oh, yeah, you, you tricked get, me. You get, you get zero points. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did, yes. He tricked me. You I'm z- like, I never knew that. You get zero points. I've got an eight and a four. Uh, I'm nailing this eight. Th- I got the last three boxes. Yeah. I got an eight and a five. And then I got a six and a five. So we'll see how so that five goes. five could be on your side. All right. Here's the thing is that, you know, usually you don't see some of these numbers being whited out. Mm-hmm. That concerns me. Why? 
Because it means they changed it. Right. And why did they change it? And why did they change it? And then you start to look at the boxes and who's in those boxes that they changed. Mm -hmm. And then you see the big boss in the center box. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the center box. I see me in the center box. No, no, right below you. Below me. Oh, okay. Where where you see where the number's been white out? Nine. Oh, Mm -hmm. I do. And you go over and you see her name and then she's got nine and nine. Oh, yeah. You know, Noah. I'm not saying that's a great, I mean, zero, zero is the best number to have. Right. Uh, which JCN, whoever that is, has. Oh, okay. So I believe that's the sales girl. I thought that was sales guy. Or sales guy. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. It's California. It depends. Oh, I got you. Never know. What's going on? What were you going to say, Doug? Are you in here? I, I remember it was a couple years ago. I can't remember what game it was, but they opened it up with a safety. So all of a sudden the score was 2 nothing. Seattle-Denver. Yep, yeah, Doug's on here. Doug's Se- on here. Seattle-Denver. And you know how I know that and remember that? Because and it was 2013, I want to say. Uh, and Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson. And uh, I had just gone to Atlanta and I was doing sports talk radio at the time, worst year of my life. Uh-oh. And I was going through all the bets mm-hmm. and the prop right. bets. Right, and that was a huge prop bet for that to be the first score. And I was, you know, I always look for the plus big, right? And so it was like plus four. It, okay, how it was worded was plus 400 for Seattle to get a safety. Oh. Or for Seattle, yeah, to get a safety. What that means is a safety against them. Oh, okay. So the first play of the game, and I'm talking this up, like just playing the radio bit of, because I knew it was not going to, there's no way it's going to happen. Right. First play of the game, Denver, safety. I'm like, oh my God. I bet I bet it wrong. Oh no. I bet it wrong. Oh no. I did. I bet it wrong. Dang, dang, dang. So then I need to now print this out, have it for the game so I can keep up with my money. Or you can take a picture, download it in your phone. Yes, numerous no, ways to print do it. it. I want to write on it. Dougie T's got two and two. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> five and six. Okay. I see you. He has one and eight. Nine and four. One and eight. Yep. Okay. You got a election in there. Crap. You know what I was going to do? I was going to buy the whole box. I was going to buy the whole thing and see if they let me do it. Oh, it was already filled up. I Crazy know. Orig- <laughs> see, here's the thing is the guy that put this together in the office. Uh-huh. I talked to him before he got he put the thing out for everybody to get it. So oh. I was a little pissed off about that because I was like I'm right here and you're putting it together like I didn't I thought it was going to like I didn't, I didn't know 5 minutes later he was going to do it. Oh yeah, he did it. Oh, you thought it was in construction. I thought it was in construction. Mm-hmm. So if I would have known that, I would have bought all the squares. But that wouldn't have been fair. Yeah, yeah well, let, here, well hold fair. on. Here, here's what you do. Okay? I buy all the squares, and then I sell them for $10 a square. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so you're going to come up. So, yeah, I'm not only going to win, but I've also made money. Gotcha. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Because it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and then 10 across is $500. So I'm down four fifty, dollars uh, and I'm still going to win. What do you do if at the it's end? I know. That's so stupid. What do you like do if infant. at the end of the quarter multiple people are on it? Or it's only one person can win? Because I thought you were giving multiple people the wins. You you can't have multiple winners, Nikki. Mm-hmm. That's only the one whole person, point of the box. Yeah, that's the whole person, oh. point of the box. Okay. I had, multiple, a- I had multiple winners at my party uh-huh. because I had numerous boxes. I had $5 boxes. $10 boxes, $25 oh, boxes, okay. and $100 oh. boxes. Like, I knew I saw you handing out $80 to multiple people. I yeah. think she was talking about the quarters, too. So you get different winners for each quarter. 
Yeah, I see that. No, you have one winner for each quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. One winner. But not multiple per quarter. Gotcha. No, not multiple per quarter. What were you saying, Nelson? I don't even know. She got me so confused with all the numbers she was talking about. Are you out. kidding me? I know it's 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 painful to listen to. This. <laughs> oh, it was it was the the that's why there's a six and a five and a six and a five. So there's one time right the the grid is set up so that it, on one side it's San Francisco's score ends in a six and Kansas City score ends in a five and then there's a flip side box bet to that. I'm going to VPN so I can uh, do some real prop bets. I just du- don't want to drive the two hours. Nah, I'm not going to do that. And, and plus, I don't want to. <sighs> usually, you have to go there and collect. Yeah, unless I went across st- state lines and took my laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because here in California, sports betting is illegal. In the past, what I've done is just gone on Bovado, which is an mm-hmm. offshore site. But I got to tell you, the last couple of years has not been a good experience. One. They keep upping their credit card fees when they charge it. So mm-hmm. you have to, you know, if you're going to be up, I mean, you're already in the whole hole, right? It's like an extra $40. It's a ridiculous charge. Um, I've been hacked numerous times. Yep. And the other thing is when they, when you cash out, Bovano really pushes you to cash out with Bitcoin. So if you want a check, that's all I want is a check. Mm-hmm. Is It's like, it, it's a whole thing. And I remember last year, because I, I was moving here last year at the time, I had cashed out. I would cashed out for like $150, $156 or something. It wasn't much. And I had the check in my truck, and I had not – I tried to mobile deposit it. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my bank wouldn't take the mobile deposit. So I just had it in my truck. I was like, well, I'll wait till I get to Vegas, and I'll cash out there. I ended up losing the check, and it was Dang. endorsed because I had mobile deposited. So it's now endorsed. So uh, I, I finally get a hold of somebody at Bovado, and they were like, go fuck yourself. Dang, they so, weren't giving you another one. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with y'all. I'm not going to do it. It's too much of a pain in the ass. Right. Makes you know? sense. So I'm going to try to get on, like do DraftKings through VPN or uh, BetMGM mm-hmm. through VPN. You know, I could never get it to work. I tried DraftKings through the VPN, and I just like, I'm not smart enough to VPN. Well, I got a guy. That's fair. So I got a guy that's setting it up. So we'll figure that out here. But you're very, is this the only betting you plan on doing, or you want to do some prop bets? Well, I want to do the prop bets too, but I need to know how. Well, I don't want to go on a website and do all that stuff. I can I put prop do- bet. I can put prop bets in for you here and just give you the money. Oh yeah, there we go. I totally could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do prop bets. Yeah, like I'm twenty. I'm twenty minutes away from a sports book, let alone doing it in DraftKings. Like I can go to Caesars and make sports bets. Yeah, no, I'd rather you just go into DraftKings. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I just would have to know what they are. So if you can like print them out or download them yeah. and let me know, and we can yeah. go through them. Yeah. Yeah. So how much are you going to put out there? $5. No, no. You can't do that. Isn't, aren't the bets $5 each? No, that's for these boxes at work, Nikki. There's, there's, there's a lot of betting out there. Well, mm-hmm. then what am I supposed to put out? I mean, like you go like five hundred. Oh no way! <laughs> take a take a hundred dollars. No. Take hundred dollars. Yeah, take a hundred dollars and do twenty five dollar prop bets. You oh, could do that. Maybe five dollars does nothing. What do you mean it does nothing? You're gonna make one prop this bet for five dollars. Sheet says that if I win, I get a hundred and. Well, I Nikki, get... this isn't prop bets. Yeah, but still, this is a lot of money. Okay, yeah, that's that's the squares at work. Oh my god, Nikki. Prop bets are different. Like first score touchdown. Right. You know. What do I get for that? 
It depends on what the line is. Let me see what the lines are. I need are. to see. I need to see what the lines are and what I need to put in. I'm do not just not throwing say, money in. Do not say I need to see what the lines are I do. so casually. <laughs> I know. As if you have any idea what that means. <laughs> I know. I know. Nelson, I can say it how I want to say it. You just let me see the lines. You're ridiculous. <laughs> gotta see the yeah, lines. We gotta read between the lines. You're gonna run into some drug addict and you're like, hey, look, I'm looking for lines. <laughs> Super Bowl's coming up. Listen, I had a drug addict take my pictures for me in Philly. My friend still talks about that to this day. Why? Because you, what, asked for lines? No, because we just stopped at this store that she used to always go to, and it's on the corner, and there was a guy standing there, and I said, hey, take our picture. She's like, do you know those are drug dealers? I'm like, well, they're nice drug dealers. He took our picture. You know what? Most drug dealers are actually pretty nice. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I, was, I didn't feel afraid. The, the, like, cr- criminals aren't always like the, the worst people in the world. No. They do bad shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, I always say this, like, the true criminal is only bad to the people that he needs to be bad to. Right. Whoever's exactly. involved in their stuff. It's the amateur criminal. You know, that goes out there, the carjackers, the, you know, those mm-hmm. types. Purse snatchers. Your purse snatchers. The, not the true criminal. The true criminals, like the guy that's running this drug business, nice people. Very nice. You know, the guy that's got the, the prostitutes. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> not the, so much to her. But the money me. laundering guy, you know, really good people. Mm-hmm. You know, now the dickhead that's going out there carjacking and snatching purses and doing home invasions, they're not real criminals. No. They're just assholes. Exactly. Right? They might not take my picture. So, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yep. You know, there's a different level of criminal, mm-hmm. and a true criminal is actually a really nice person. I, I agree with they you. They just do bad shit. Uh, but they don't want to hurt anybody. No, but people are afraid for no reason. No reason whatsoever. Mm-mm. It's the asshole guys, the ones that you need to profile. It's the guys that actually look normal that, in this case, now you need to be afraid of because they're serial killers. I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Hands down. Um, we got to start doing this maybe uh, occasionally in the Golden Scissors studio. Uh-huh. I just bought this new camera, oh. and I didn't realize because I was looking for something to zoom in on me, and like webcams don't have good zoom. So I bought, which is really used for video conferencing, mm-hmm. and I, it, you know, and it rotates. You got a remote control; you can rotate it, and you can move it, and it's all automated. Really nice. cool. Wasn't that expensive either? I didn't realize how fucking big this thing is. Oh my god, no! It looks like it's like the size because it's round. Uh-huh. It looks like the 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 siren that Starsky and Hutch used to put on the top of their hood. Oh, that's okay. big. Yeah, it's, where do you even have that sitting at? I got it where my old camera is, but in the middle of my ring light, it, it fits. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? I haven't used it yet. I haven't put it together yet. Well, that makes sense to me, though, because if it's known for its zoom, then it needs to be big because the problem with these webcams most of the time is that they just do a digital zoom. So they just, like, upscale the picture and, like, zoom in that way like you would look at a photo on your phone. What this one, I'm assuming, does is actually focuses the lens so that the lens will zoom in on you, which makes it a cleaner zoom. Well, so I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm working on launching a new podcast with my wife. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to call it The Empty Nesters. Nice. And we're going to document our time leading up to our daughter going off to the University of Alabama. That would be fun. Yeah, I thought that. That would be fun. It, between us, the re, one of the big reasons why I want to do it, I think therapy for me mm-hmm. and especially for her. I think the more she can talk about it, 
She'll be okay. And knowing that it's in kind of like an entertainment-esque setting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing this for fortune and fame or trying to get likes and downloads. It's really more therapeutic than anything else. Oh, mm-hmm. that was a good idea. Yeah, so Rach is going, I mean, I'm going to struggle. It's I'm. It's going to be tough, but Rach is going to be a fucking mess. Dang. I mean, I, I just, I, I can only imagine, like in my head, every day I think about this shit. Like as soon as Bees, we drop her off in August to, to the University of Alabama, we're going to come back. Rach is going to be like, she's going to cheat on me. She's going to do drugs. She's going to no. be a prostitute. Some, she's going to do something crazy. <laughs> right? She's not going to do anything crazy. What she's going to do, though, be ready to be alone in that house a lot because she's going to be spending a lot of time wherever your daughter is living at in Georgia, uh, Alabama. You know what I mean? I don't think that because, I mean, she still has to work, and it's it's not right down the street. It's a bit of a hike. Yeah. you know. I bet she finds every excuse she can to fly out there. Uh, okay. Is that that's that you're putting your money on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's not gonna. What's she gonna do? She's not gonna step out on you. That'd be dumb. Big Daddy Bang Bang. What are you talking yeah, about? Way. I love it when the chicks leave me because they look back and they go, "I missed out." Big time. <laughs> Big time. Every single one of them bitches got that tattooed up and down. Uh-huh. <laughs> they back. They missing out on what? Uh-huh. They tramp stamps. Uh, is uh-huh. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. You know, I don't know. Man, she's going to go through some kind of change. She's definitely going to yeah. have a hard time because she's really close with Ariel. And I'm close to my daughter, too, but I'm, like, ready for her to leave. She <laughs> is one of those parents that she wants her there. Like, if she stayed there forever, she probably wouldn't care. No, Just we, like people who want their dogs to live forever. Right, yeah. I know, right. those crazy fa- parents and dog lovers. <laughs> right, they love their kids. I think worst case scenario, um, she'll probably get fat, right? She'll probably put on some pounds. So I'll have to figure out how to deal with that. Mm. Uh, She could be doing a little depressed eating. But no, I think she might find some more activities to do like community wise, like find her a a group of ladies and hang out or do charity work. Or she's going to find something to keep herself busy for sure. That's when you get in trouble. Y'all have the same problem. You too. Is y'all need this like that you yearn for this friendship with these total fucking strangers. (laughs) And and it's like no none of y'all listen to me. Because you can't make friends at this stage in life. You can make acquaintances, but you can't make friends. I'm talking about people that you can trust with everything. Because what happens is once you develop that relationship that soon, and then all you want to do is open up, right? And you start opening up, they think you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Like, oh my God, what did I just accept into my life right now? And now you're becoming a burden more than it. Like, we just had fun the other day. Why are you telling me about this shit with your tits and stuff? Like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> no, you can have friends at this age. It's just, it's a little bit harder. It's a lot harder, not a little bit harder. But it's a lot, I still yeah. think it can be done. I haven't figured it out yet of how, but I think it can be done. Y'all got to stop trusting people. Wife did the same thing. I'm not just beating mm-hmm. up, like, all y'all. Anybody with titty tits. You all just want to trust people. Because most of the time when you're meeting other women, especially our age, they're not malicious. At least you don't think they are, but things are a little bit different. Well, here's the thing. I agree with you. Again, I don't think they're being malicious, but they got big fucking mouths. And what they do is in order to have a conversation, no woman, period, at the end of story, especially middle-aged, can have a conversation without keeping somebody else's name in their mouth. Right? Yep, that's true. Yes. They, they've got to be like, oh, especially like a you or my wife, because <laughs> you're on the radio, right? You're a public figure. Right. You know who I was hanging out with the other day? Who? 
Nikki D from The Bailey Show on the radio mm. station and shit. Really? How cool was that? Great. A little fucking crazy. Real, mm-hmm. like a lot alone, talking weird shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking, you know, like radio station works out. Crazy people work there. You, let me tell you about this one guy she works with. You know, like, and now, because they think they've got the inside tell. Mm-hmm. And you're, I'm going to agree with you on that because I did that with what I thought was my new little friend I made here. And she went and repeated everything she heard anywhere she was at around me. I'm like, yeah. good grief. Can you keep your mouth shut? No. No. That's why not. That's why you DTA. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to trust somebody, then you got to turn into a liar because then you've got to kick it back. Then you got to go like, that bitch could be crazy. Yep. Like you think I'm going to say, that's why I don't talk to her anymore because she's nuts. I know. So then, no, no, no. I'm saying this is the hypothetical. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, then these people that she's listen to believing her. believing you. I, well, I know. <laughs> I thought he was talking about somebody in particular. No. And then, and then, then these people will believe you because they're closer to you and you have to flip the scripts. You know, you have yeah. to, you have to control the narrative. Well, in yeah, this case, my to, narrative was right. You have to gaslight that person from afar. Correct. <laughs> correct. 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 I tell my wife the same thing. I mean, you know, like, unfortunately, you know, like her old friends, I was like, you know, it's fine. We'll keep them at a distance. I like them too. I enjoy hanging out, but there's only so much to share. Mm-hmm. You don't, because people will turn on you in a heartbeat, a heartbeat. And I'm like, just DTA. It's me and you against the world. And that's how you keep it. Because, um, like, here's what you got to ask yourself. When you think somebody's your friend, mm-hmm. will they be there holding your hand on your deathbed? I mean, yeah. Uh, that's a good that's a good analogy to have for that. Most, right? it, Not most. Everybody that I call my friend, I feel they will do that, yes. Okay. If you think that they'll be there, they'll fly mm-hmm. far and wide, high and low, yep. hell and high water, and they'll be there to hold your hand one last time on your deathbed as you take your last breath, mm-hmm. that's your friend. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. So I'm going to be alone on my death. But it doesn't mean wow. that we still don't yearn for friends. Yeah. We want friends. Who the fuck wants friends? Like, just have acquaintances. Not enough friends. Yeah, not enough friends. They're such a pain in the ass. That's such a woman thing to, to still be trying to cultivate new friends. Yeah. just It's like you guys shed friends. No, because you, you won't want to go out and do everything by yourself. You want... A friend that you can hang out with, somebody you can talk to, girl time. You need friends. I, I know, but we made all of those 20 years ago. Right. No, I still have friends that I've met within the last 10 years that are very close. And if I died tomorrow, they'd be there to hold my hand. You, Listen, nothing is black. You I know. No. I know. I have no. a very good friend group. You won't then what's tear your down problem? my friend group. They're not here. Mm. I'm in a whole nother state by myself. I have to make new friends. None of my friends live here. Zoom, zoom. Okay, that only goes so far. You still need, if I want to go out somewhere tomorrow, I have nobody to go with. Zoom, zoom. No. You know, put it right. on your phone. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Me. I do that now. Sit in restaurants on my phone talking to my friends because I don't have one here. <laughs> You're a loser. Oh, no, I'm not a loser. It's just, <laughs> no, she's not. It's just no, what I not. have to do. I'm by myself. And sometimes I want to talk and not just be sitting there eating, looking like a weirdo. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? You got to learn to be by yourself. I it's don't have crazy. a problem no, being by that. myself. You just don't want to be that way all the time. What do you mean, fuck what? Being by it's yourself? Just like by forever be by yourself? You got to have people around at some point. Like, oh. Right. And at least I used to have Nelson. Now I don't have Nelson. So now I'm just eating by myself. Oh, I'm a loner, Dottie. I love being by myself. I like going to the movies by myself. 
I like going to food, get you food by myself. Now that's oh, no sad. Way. Going to the movies by yourself mm. is sad. And I've done it a few times. And I've gotten in there and I'm sitting in the dark and I'm like, it's fine. Nobody can see me. It's dark. But in the inside, I was sad. I was happy about the movie I was seeing, but I was like looking around and the, the couples are together. And I'm like, there's not one man that wants to couple with me. That's crazy. You know what I really like to do by myself? What? I like dancing by myself. <laughs> what? In the dark. <laughs> to what? Bruce Springsteen and Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dancing with my side. It took me till the boss. I didn't get it at first. I got it at the boss. I'll be honest. I combined Billy Idol and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Day made. I was like, isn't it Dancing in the Dark? And then you did Dancing in the Dark, and I go, oh, yeah, Billy Idol. Yeah. 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 Good job, Nelson. Well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> a penis is in your belly button. Poo, poo. Uh-uh. It's a deep belly button. Negative. Time out. See? You don't we might be a perfect fit. <sighs> um, I want to bring was, this up. That was a heavy sign. I know. I know. Well, it's going like to get sad. Yeah. He's world weary. I'm about to get a little deep it's on you. It's going to get sad. I'm going to drop some mm. deep knowledge on yo's. So, see, I don't need friends because I got y'all listening. And even if you're not listening, I think you're listening. Right. <laughs> right. It's mine as, you're listening. As long as I have a microphone in front of me and headphones on, I'm fine. Um, but I want to be honest with you about something is last week, every once in a while, okay, there will be a death of a named individual, celebrity-esque or celebrity, that hits me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hit me because I knew them. You know, Bob Saget was a little bit different because he was like radio's best friend. You know, mm-hmm. everybody in radio knew him. Uh, Bob and I, you know, my first date with my wife was with Bob. You know, we, we hung out and at the bar after the show, and that day on the air was probably one of the most fun days I've ever had on the radio when we just reenacted Full House, and all. it was just good. And, you know, and, and I'd known Bob, you know, for years every time he'd come into town. No different than any other radio guy. You know, I'm not uh, more important, but to me that was special. So yeah. that one hurt personally. Yeah, what? You got your shit going, and I'm telling a Girl. deep story. I did not well, realize about, that was going to happen. Jesus. Try it to, is about time you plug her up, though. <laughs> So last week, uh, porn star Jesse Jane died, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, from a drug overdose. A drug overdose. Who and her boy? Her and her boyfriend. She was forty-three years of age. I'll bet my whole paycheck fentanyl is involved. Probably so. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree with that. Just based on what I've seen from the police report and the the both of them dying at the same time in a drug overdose, like it just makes sense. Because mm-hmm. that's how. Oh, I didn't know both of them died at the same time. I thought just she died. Mm-mm, they're both dead. Dang. So, uh, Jesse Jane, I again did not know her well, but back in there was a day and age in this business, in the radio business, uh, where um, you know that was the thing for rock radio, guy oriented mm-hmm. radio. You know, like. We, you know, it was Playboy girls and penthouse girls and porn stars and stuff like that. And and truth be told, I was never that, I never, like, personally was that guy. Like, I, I, I never really was into it, but I just assumed that that's what I was kind of supposed to do. And it was, I mean, we were all the watered-down Howard Stern, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, listeners had no problem, diehard Stern fans, calling you up and telling you that. <laughs> but you were making whatever the best out of the situation for your local audience, right? I don't think everyone 
was copying Howard Stern. It's just that's what radio was at the time. We were juicing the tail end of the latest sex revolution. Right. Because it's not that anymore. I mean, it's a weird sex revolution that we live in now. It's weird, right? You see girls that are influencers that are making millions of dollars. Why? Because they're smart. and Because they've got great bodies and they put the pictures and the videos on Instagram. Yep, that's why. That's and the, OnlyFans. And OnlyFans, right. That's the sex sells. But then you have this different mindset in the year 2024. It's like, my body, it's no shaming, fat rolls, it's hot, it's cool, don't talk about it, don't hit on me because then you're sexist. You know, like, so it's very confusing. I'd hate to be single. Uh, but anyway, in the mid-2000s, the late 2000s, we didn't have those problems. We didn't have the Me Too stuff. We didn't have all this bullshit in between. You know, and it was what it was, right? So, and don't get it twisted where I'm not... You know what I mean? It was just a different day and age. And so uh, these girls would come in the studio, and I'd always try to be creative. And at the time, I was in Orlando, and then Tampa was when uh, I Jesse would come in often. She was mm-hmm. in, like, often, like a lot. And I had a really good relationship more with uh, Penthouse, a woman named Lainey. Actually, if you check out Lainey's book, there is a blurb about me and a lady that used to be in the porn business and penthouse and whatnot it was a very interesting evening that we shared actually it was the night of uh right before the super bowl in tampa anyway so um so i would do like bits with her like uh, a bit called change is good you know and jesse would take her top off and we'd put as many coins between her breasts and we'd have an intern she'd straddle an intern and we'd you know have listeners guess how much change the intern was going to catch and they could keep it because they work for free and you would get the sound of the change hitting his teeth and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stupid shit. Dumb shit. I know you say that. You're like, God, that radio sucks. Maybe. But at the time it was funny. I used to do a bit called Muff Madden on Fridays. We'd have girls sometimes, you know, the, 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 the higher end girls like Jesse, but sometimes just strippers. And we'd have two girls in the studios and two listeners and they'd play Madden throughout the show. And whenever they scored, a girl would take off an article of clothing and whoever, <laughs> undressed the girl first by scoring the most touchdowns would win. And what made the bit the bit was throughout the show, we would stop anything and everything once they score. I mean, I could be in the middle of, my grandfather died last night. Score! (laughs) So it was kind of funny. Those videos still exist out on YouTube somewhere. Uh, But those are the things that we would do. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. Um, Again, I wasn't 100% into it personally. Right. Like, I always felt guilty because, you know... Either if I was dating somebody or married, I thought it was a little disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I had to always come back and if they were to get upset and say, you know, look, like what other job outside of working at a strip club can, if you were in a monogamous, serious relationship, ask a girl to take off her clothes. Not one. You know what I mean? And yeah, then talk about one. it and exploit her. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it will always, be an issue. It, it, it always made me feel dirty. Mm-hmm. Right. I can agree with that. And so, uh, and so it was never my thing. And I always come home and be like, oh, it's just for the radio and play that card. And, you know, which is a cop out. You know, it's like I, I cheated because I was drunk. You know, it's, right. it's, 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 it was a total cop out. But anyway, I guess my point is, is when I learned that Jesse Jane had passed away at the age of 43, I always get upset about these people in my life, me personally in my life, that when they pass, it's like the end of an era. You know, mm-hmm. I can see that because it brings back all these memories like what you just brought up and things that you did. And now you can never like 10 years from now run into this person and say, hey, you remember when? Because now they're not here. 
So it's like kind of that part of your life, even though it's not something you do now. It's like you can't even go back to possibly reminisce with said person or say, you remember we did that because they're gone. Yeah. And, and it makes you feel old. Yes, that too. You know, because, I mean, she's 43. I'm 48. Mm-hmm. This was in my late 20s, early 30s kind of stuff. Right. Uh, which to me doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. It was. Mm-hmm. You know, by my math standards, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was. So you look at it and you go, man, it's been that long. And here we are. You know, and I just can never, it's tough for me to accept today, right? I'm not a big looking in the, I know this is going to sound a little hypocritical. I'm not a big looking in the past guy. Like I don't, I don't live off of things that I've done, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a very forward thinking guy, but when it comes to stuff like this, not just celebrities, but just anybody in my life, you know, that I've crossed paths with. Whether I was close to him or not, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I see a professional wrestler that dies that as a kid I grew up watching, maybe never met that person, but I used to get up every Saturday morning, jump in front of that television, and watch Mean Gene Okerlund or Greg Gagne and AWA or whatever what I am watching, WWF, and they were in the ring and knowing that they were at the high point of their lives, and now they're gone they're gone it makes you reminisce about it i had i had something not as grand as as yours but something similar with how it makes you feel when you go back to that time period when i went wine tasting this past weekend i told a story there of how i got introduced to wine and i've never told it out loud and saying it i'm like oh my goodness i wasn't even of age yet. i think i was 17 and, and this lady i work with i used to go to her house after school and her and her husband um was teaching me how to play dominoes Mainly her husband was teaching me. And one day I was over playing dominoes with him as a child. Again, this story sounds horrible. It does. And all of a sudden (laughs) he says, I made some homemade wine. Do you want to try it? And he pulls out this jar from underneath the sink of some wine he made. Getting worse. Some fermented fruit. And he poured me a glass. And that's the first time I've ever tasted wine. Again, creepy sounding story when I say it out loud. (laughs) But it was normal to me at the time. So every time I drink wine... I think about this guy. And this is what makes the story worse is my friend whose husband this was. I loved her to death. We kept in touch. Um, and then we fell off. I reunited with her like 10 years ago via Facebook and found out that he was in prison because he tried to kill her. He stabbed her like 30 something times. Jesus. And she was almost uh, pretty much like crippled because of how many times he stabbed her. And then she ended up passing away two years ago. But still, every time I think about wine, those two will always be a part of my thoughts. She passed away because of her wounds? Because of her injuries, yeah. She ended up succumbing to him after some years. But, yeah. And he just recently got out of prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was not his first time in prison either. Whether you know it or not, I can promise you it wasn't. Because what you drank was Pruno. Yeah. You drank prison wine. I did, but it was delicious. So every that's time I think wine. about wine, that's wow. what my mouth like yeah. my taste buds think grape. it should taste like. It was grape. Yeah. That's all you're thinking. Yeah. When you went wow. on to be, wow. when you went on to become a CEO, did that memory ever like come back to no. you when you found them making wine? No, I never thought about this until I told the story this past weekend. And wow. I was like, Yeah, this whole this thing sounds horrible when I say it out loud, but it, yeah. it didn't sound that like it didn't feel that way when it was happening to me and I was a kid. But that's a, but the that's a happy ending though. Yeah. I mean, for me, not for right. her. Right. Well, I mean, you got to go to Napa with this guy this past weekend, and then you guys got to reminisce of how he <laughs> killed. <laughs> wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> he was actually the Somalia. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this wine sure is a lot better than that shit I gave you when you were five. <laughs> 
Why has got all those pie. sugar packets and Wonder Bread in that bag? He's like, I'm bored. Let's go kill a bitch. <laughs> right. Horrible. What? Yeah, mm. horrible story. Are, are we accomplices to a crime now? I just feel dirty after hearing that story. No, but it still, it still is a good memory for me when I think about wine. Because I don't even think about the rest of what happens. I, didn't, I just think about that day playing dominoes, drinking wine. I didn't think anybody would be able to clean up me talking about the porn star. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to come across as some dirt scumbag. But then, you know, Murder Mary over here comes and jumps in and tells her story of God, Knifey Carl. And, you know, all's good in Bailey world. <laughs> I was just trying to relate to, like, I understand what you mean about being things of the past. No, I got it. I got it. Here, Here's the next one that I'm waiting for, because this is going to happen any minute, is my first stepfather. This fucker's got to die soon. Um, I don't know why I thought he was already dead. This this dude doesn't I, die. He's, yeah, I did, too. He's like, I don't, you know, always the worst survive, right? And so he uh, he's 91. Because how old was he when you were going to stab him over in the Caribbean or wherever you were? That's what you got from that story because you're kind of off. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that's the last pop- thing I remember of him when you were going to stab him, in, him with the fork. Stab him in the Caribbean. Is that uh-huh. is that the new ride at Disney? No. <laughs> you did say you want to stab him with the fork, but yes. you didn't. Okay, the story goes for those that don't know. My first stepfather, when I was five, this is in Maryland, he was... Very abusive physically and mentally to both me and my mother and my brother. Mm -hmm. But my brother was older and he only lived with us six months out of the year. Uh, And he, you know, I, I, as a child, you know, looked up at the staircase, 14 steps up, 14 steps, counted them. And one night just saw him naked straddling uh, my mother as she sits on the top of the stairs as blood was just pouring down her face and he had her hair in his hands, twisting her neck and says, uh, go back to bed, go back. Cause I was sleeping downstairs cause I was sick. So I was sleeping in the den. He goes, go back to bed or you're going to be grounded. I'm like, Oh shit. Sorry, mom. I don't want to get grounded. Right. <laughs> I, get grounded. A, I was such a pussy. Right. <laughs> right. If I was a real man, I would have fucking gone to the kitchen, got a knife, sliced that bitch. Real man. No. Uh, you were a kid. You know, so I was like, Oh shit, let me go back to bed. So I went back to bed anyway. And then I got woken up again because we had to go to the hospital and I had to lie to the cops. So this is what type of guy he was. And he was like this for years, you know, and I don't even know the half of it. Like the stuff that happened, that I didn't know about. I just, you know, a couple times that I, I walked in and it was bad. And he was cheating on my mind. He was just a horrible fucking human being. And so, um, anyway, uh, they got divorced and then we moved on with our lives. And then we had, I had a different stepdad and he was good. He was cool. But uh, I had always said that if I ever ran into him again, kind of already, you know, thinking I'd never run into him again. But if I ever ran into him again, I'd put a fork in his eye. That's what I'd always say. Because it's kind because mm-hmm. it was so ridiculous and funny, but it gets the point across. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't too serious. It was kind of jokey. You know, because I can talk about, you know, it's fun to talk about domestic violence. You know, like, it, 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 I, I have to talk about it in a joking fashion. Yeah, it's dark humor born out of trauma, man. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Right. And I've done that my whole career, my whole life, sure. you know, since then. And so, but I never thought it would actually happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first night of my honeymoon with my first wife, we're in Amelia Island, which is northeast of Florida, North Florida. And we go to this restaurant and I am such a restaurant snob. 
you know, and this is what if, what if? So we go to this restaurant and we walk in. I just didn't feel comfortable. I wanted a seat by the water. And I was like, do you mind if we leave and go someplace else? She's like, no, that's fine. Totally get it. I was like, let's go someplace else. So we go someplace else. We mm-hmm. walk in. They want to put us in this one seat. I was like, yeah, I don't want to sit there. Can you move us over here? They're like, okay, fine. So like really high maintenance Bailey. Shocker, shocker. But it makes sense. This whole plan, if you believe God, you know, works in mysterious ways. Yeah, absolutely. We sit down at this table and I'm facing, it's a, it's a little two seat. Well, it's a four seat. No, it's a four seater table and I'm facing my wife and they bring out, I had ordered uh, a fettuccine Alfredo maybe or something like, I remember it was noodles of some sort and I get it and everything's fine and I go to take the first bite of the noodles and I hear this laugh behind me, like not right behind me, but in a distance behind me. Mm-hmm. And my wife at the time said that I turned pale white as a ghost. Like I don't, I never understood what trauma was. You know, you always hear that people, you know, act a certain way when something triggers something from their past. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, if you've never experienced it, you just kind of hear it. You just don't know what it's like. You can assume, but you don't. I am probably the only time in my life I'd ever experienced that, and my whole body froze. Like I was a scared five-year-old. Right. Right back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Like I better get back in the den or I'm about to be grounded. Right. My, my whole body froze and she's talking to me and I just hear an echo. It's like it was an outer body experience. So the 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 sound coming from her to me was more distant than the laugh that was probably 15 feet behind me. That got louder. Isn't that trippy? Yep. Yeah. So like the audio from my mm-hmm. face is going backwards but the audio from behind me is getting louder. It, it, it was wow. I, fucking craziest thing I've ever been through. Right? Well, it's just, it's just amazing what the human brain can do and what we're not doing with it. That it has the ability to do that. Like, mm-hmm. reality didn't change. It's just the computer in your head said, she's not important. We need all of this audio now. And so it just diverted its energy. So I snapped out of it. She goes, are you okay? Are you okay? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just please. I'm not trying to be rude. Just give me a second, please. She goes, are you Okay. She thought like I choked or something. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I just have to process something. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. So the waiter or waitress comes over and saw like that there was like, is everything okay? And I said, yeah, can you do me a favor? That person, and I didn't look, I just took my right hand and I pointed behind me to where the laugh was coming from. I go, right there. Table, and I think there's some women with that person, right? He goes, yeah. I said, can you go check that person's credit card to see if that's Lloyd Cole. And uh, they said, yeah, sure. Which I look back now and I was like, that's kind of odd that they would do that, right? I know. They normally won't yeah. disclose people's personal information like that. Right. Here, I'll go look at the credit card and tell you the name on it. Yeah, give, me the, give me the numbers. Yeah. Give me the numbers and the, the expiration date and that little code on the back. Give me all this. Stuff. <laughs> so I go, oh, shit. The waiter comes back over. And as soon as they started to open their mouth, I said, never mind. They didn't pay off the credit card, did they? Like, how did you know? I said, because they paid in cash. And he goes, yeah. I was like, fuck. So now in my head, because he never had a credit card, never oh. paid a credit card. And it hit me at that time. Mm-hmm. It's confirmed for you. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't back down from me. I got to do what I said I was going to do. You know, I promised myself. I can't break a promise to me. Like, if I can't keep a promise to me, who the fuck can I keep a promise to? Exactly. You know? So I grab a fork. <laughs> 
I do. True story. It's a, it's a whole true story. See, that's know. why I had the stabbing in my mind. I've heard this story yes. multiple times. So I grab a fork and I walk over and I stand there at the front of the table and it's him and these three other older women. And I mean, he's in this at this time. He's in his, you know, this would have been 2004. So 70. He's 91. Yeah. So he's you know, old as fuck then. And so I sit there and he goes, hey, he's always, you know, hey, hey. He goes, well, what can we do for you, young man? And I said, uh, I just looked at him and the ladies and then he starts making jokes. To the ladies about me standing there like he just doesn't know what's going on. And I said, uh, I said, do you know who I am? And he goes, no, should I? You know, he's playing this old man kind of thing. And then they start making more jokes. And then the ladies start guessing, you know, making funny jokes, too. And I said, ma'am, I go, the man that you're sitting at this table with beat the shit out of my mother, beat the shit out of me, and I'm going to take this fork in my right hand and put it in his fucking eye. That's what I'm doing here. And I would have been out of Dodge. <laughs> that table got real quiet. Right. <laughs> I would have been out of Dodge. And he goes, he goes, who, who are you? Who are you? And I go, you don't remember my mother, Joan? He goes, oh, my God, Jason. I said, yeah, Jason. And then I started shaking. I was shaking so bad. And I'm like, you're such a pussy, Bailey. You're such a pussy. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, that's good. That makes you a good human. Applaud that. Did, no. did, in Applaud this story, that. did your wife ever come over yes. to the table? Did she follow you over there? Yeah, that's the okay. next part. That makes you a good person. Yeah. So the plan was that she came up behind him with a knife. And, no, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, the plan was she was going to keep you from Blood stabbing Blood goes him in everywhere. The eye. Right, right. Now, so like now I'm disappointed in myself and I'm very upset because I pro- I made a promise to me and I like to keep my promises. So now, and then I'm a pussy, you know, and I'm like, oh shit. So I go and I sit back down and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I can still do it. So let me think this through. And I was like, I probably should not think it through. So I go over and I explain to my wife what I'm doing. And she's like, What? And like, what are you doing right now? We're in our honeymoon. And, 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 and this motherfucker has the balls to come over to my table and sit down oh. with his drink and start talking to me. Mm-mm-mm. And something in my head said, listen. Right. Somebody's telling me, listen. Right. Shut up, dummy, and listen. That would be Jesus. And so I'm listening to this guy talk. And as a kid, I remember him as he was rich even though he wasn't, but he's a captain for U.S. Air. We live in this big house, which wasn't as big as I thought it was, mm-hmm. but he's got two boats. We made we, we did stuff. I had clothes because I was extremely poor prior, and I thought he was this, this, this millionaire, but he was not, And but he was successful. He's, he's flying airplanes, you know? Right. And I listened to what happened to him in his life, and his life turned out to shit. Hmm. He became, he lost his job, lost his pension. He did something. He fucked up, became a bartender, became a bus driver. And I mean, like that's a, that's a downward swing when you go from a captain for a major airline to bus driver. Right. So again, I mean, this was a very surreal experience. I've had a couple of my life and I know Nikki loves when I always talk about this (laughs) faith-based stuff, but I swear somebody's talking to me this whole time. And you know, maybe it was my grandmother in my ear, who knows, but you know, and Jesus. it's it, or Jesus, maybe Jesus and my grandma are hanging out. Maybe I, I don't believe she's not up there hanging out with him for sure. And so uh, and so I said uh, in my in my head, if somebody tells me, he's like, you know, look, you don't have to do anything. This guy's already done it. Vengeance was mine, mm-hmm. says the Lord. And 
in in my head, I'm, it's like it's making sense to me. Mm-hmm. Today, this was supposed to happen because you are starting something new and beautiful, which obviously ended up in divorce. Mm-hmm. But at the but time, at the time, at the time, you're starting something new and beautiful. And this is closure on that part of your life. Yep, absolutely. You know, you're holding on to something that now you can let go. My point is that going back to the porn star is that <laughs> he's the next he's the next one to go. Mm. That unfortunately, I think I'll have the same reaction. Mm. Oh, it'll make you feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though he was be a any day now cocksucker, you know, and I can't wait for him to die, and I want to call him. While he's still alive, and tell him to hurry up. Oh my God! So you didn't let any of that just wash away that day. Like you still feel Mm -hmm. like you have the same anger as you had before. Because that was a purpose. Well, not the same anger. He didn't stab him. Yeah. So as you know, I like to hold people accountable. Right. And for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And so, I think that people should get what they give. And dude, I just rattled off fucking three book titles to you in like less than 30 seconds. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so I think he needs the shit kicked out of him before he dies. And I want to be the one to do it. Oh God, you'll He's kill him. 90. Like at this point, life has beat him up. All the things you said that he told you that he had to endure, he got his beating. And I think that's why he sat down to share that with you to say, don't think that I left the situation and that I did not pay for the wrong that I did to you and your mother. He's already received that. I know. So that's not that's not. Something but he never apologized. Mm-mm. Oh, he did all that talking and didn't apologize. Well, maybe uh, that's no. what you want. But sometimes you just have to be okay with the apology that you will never receive. No, yeah. Well, I'll never receive the apology. But I, I, you know, in the flip, you know, this is going to sound really is like I have, you know, whatever it is when you like your attacker, you become, you know, infatuated. Uh, you know, yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm. There you go. You know, so I would. Say what you want about me and my flaws, right? But I do actually have some good qualities about me. And uh, one of them is uh, my regiment. And it is being organized. And, you know, if you if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be somewhere. Uh, I'm a big a fan of being educated and learning. Those are all skills that I learned from this man. Look at there. Look at that. You know, at the I'm good with the bad. At, you know, he instilled in me the importance of education. Mm-hmm. He instilled in me the importance of having a schedule. He uh, would not let me go out and play with my friends until I did all of my homework. Uh, and I, because I was so afraid of him that I did what I was asked to do, you know, which, you know, there could be an argument of <laughs> like, well, that works, you know? So I would, he would, they would never check my homework, but I would come home and do it. And and I would make even at five, six, seven, eight years old, I was telling my friends, look, I gotta go do some math, but I'll be out in thirty minutes. <laughs> just give me thirty. Just That's give me about, just give me about thirty minutes. <laughs> you know, I oh, can't do it today. I gotta study for a test. You know, those types of things. So I mean, that that all was from him. Right. And so there was some good. I mean, you know, but there's no way any of that good can be overshadowed. By the bad things that he did. By looking at your mother with a broken nose and then make it, then you got to lie to the cops when you're at the, the hospital. Right. You know, I mean, that sucked. Like, no kid should ever endure that, right? You know, it's funny, like, when we become parents, you know, we don't realize in the moment, because our emotions get the best of us, 
whatever something that we do might affect that kid for the rest of their lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so in his eyes at the time, because I'm a stepkid, he's like, fucking move on, kid. You'll you'll live. I'm right. 48 year, years old right now. I've you know had almost 30 years of being successful in this radio business. I've told the story never as in detail as what I've just said now. Mm-hmm. I've never given all these details with this story. I've told the story in spurts, but never this detail. Um, that I would be talking about it this, uh, you know, 43 years later. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, that goes, uh, you know, I, I kind of kept that in mind with my kids as a stepdad. When You know, there's a couple things that I regret that I feel that there's got to be a time that I'm going to have to go to my kids and apologize and say, mm-hmm. I just got to let you know I can't let this go in my head. I need you to forgive me <laughs> because it's killing me. <laughs> right. But there's never the right time. I hate that I did this, but I did it. I'm sorry. That that'll be a podcast for another day. Right. You know, that that'll be a little weepy of a podcast. But anyway. All parents have that. Back to the point of the, the end of this show, this this podcast, this episode, is that there are these things that happen, at least in my life. And I don't know. And if they do in yours, you know, please go onto our social media, whatever. You know, it could be my own personal social media at Mr. Jason Bailey. It could be the, the at listen to the BS, whatever. You know, it's because I'd be curious to know if this is a thing with other people that you constantly, I mean, it's not a one-off, you know, Nikki's story of the, the convict and the jail wine and all that stuff. That seemed like a one-off for you. Like I go through this often, you know, when I see things that happen, mm-hmm. like in the older I get, the worse it gets. No, the only other scenario I have for that is like when old people that I grew up with childhood, when they die, I feel that way too. They do what now? Say when they die. Kids? No, like old people, like oh, I, old people, my sorry. grandmother's best friend and her her, her um, best church friend. Like these people died over the last year and those deaths made me feel some kind of way. Not that I talked to these ladies last year, but these were people that were staples in my life. They've been alive since before I was alive. So it was like, dang, she's not here. Yeah. It makes you feel some kind of way. It does. Mm-hmm. I like that. It makes you feel some kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nelson, you feeling some kind of way? Oh, I've been feeling some kind of way. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. I feel it vibrating through me. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I like, I'm, if any of us is sentimental, you don't think I'm sentimental? No, that's right. You are kind of a pussy. Yeah. I feel this way all the time. This is my running temp. Don't say yeah to him calling you the P word, Nelson. Uh, Whatever. If he can call me a pussy, call me a pussy. What is it? Am I a pussy? If he calls me a pussy, like, if you say yeah to it. Okay, then think I'm a pussy. Pussy. What do I care? You confirmed it. Yeah, you said but it. But that doesn't me. make me a pussy. I when was, you confirm it, it does. Yeah, I was testing you. I don't really think that. I just wanted to see if you think it. <laughs> no, I don't think it, but call me one. I don't care. What do I give a shit? <laughs> it was a test. It was a test, and only a test. <laughs> it was the Great. test of the pussy emergency broadcasting system. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? I am. I'll be fine. All right. You want to roll some music so we can get out of here, Dougie T? Uh, make it go so we can finish things up. We got things to do. Thanks for joining us. It's a little loud. Uh, I'll tell you when my wife and I start the new podcast. I get an intro and stuff done. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have Dougie T do it. He said he'd do it for me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Dougie T on the intro. He's got that big boss voice. He's got the good voice. I don't have the good voice. And I want to do it because I want my voice and my voice, but I don't have that voice. He's got the voice. Right. You know? Right, Dougie T? Happy to help. Look at that. 
I'm in. Beautiful. <laughs> Silk cords right there, man. Yes. Say welcome to the Empty Nesters podcast. Welcome to the Empty Nesters podcast. Oh, oh wow. Well Dang. I ever, like that. Ever had another man say you got a heart on just by listening to your voice? Not recently. Oh. Let me be oh. the first today. All right. God. I love that voice. I, I think died what Doug to have wants voice. to say is he could have gone the rest of his life not hearing that. <laughs> well, I'm not saying me, Doug. I think Nelson is. Yeah. I, see, I do. See his eggplant shirt move. I see his eggplant mm-hmm. eggplanting. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, baby. See, I'll a, take a compliment anywhere I can get it. Is, look at that. Anywhere I can get it. Yeah. He's like Monster Jam all the time. Boy, back up for these words. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. God, I love that stuff, man. <laughs> love that. And I'm not jerking you around either. I love it. I absolutely fucking love that voice. I appreciate it. Thank you. I love it, man. All right. Nikki, you got anything before we get out? Monitor your kids and where they are. Did you say monetize your kids? Monitor oh. them. Monitor them. Not that my dad was a bad parent, but I should not have been drinking wine no. and playing dominoes with Prison a 40 wine. year old man. No. It wasn't good. Was he playing hide the stir? No, he yeah. just taught me how to play dominoes. Yeah. Like, you got, have you ever played rub the tanning oil? <laughs> no. Squeeze the weasel? <laughs> uh, what I took away from this podcast is that you should rule your kids with uh, an iron fist. Fear is the best policy. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good thing to take the away. iron thumb. <laughs> is that what he said? You want to see what the iron thumb is? No. He goes, you want to get prison punched? <laughs> no. <laughs> None of those things were said. You want to go fishing with some jailbait? It sounds Ooh. so inappropriate, but it really wasn't. No, no it was very I mean, inappropriate. It was inappropriate, but nothing crazy went down, like, other than him giving me wine, nothing you're, illegal. You're right. You weren't assaulted or stabbed. Right. Yeah. Great. Like, you want to be on death hoe? I wasn't molested death or nothing. Death hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I've been protected. Just know that. Here, I'll put you in here. You know what your last meal's going to be? What? Dick. Dick. <laughs> How did you not see it coming? I did it. I'm like, Neil, what could it be? Because it's dark. Oh, my God. So dark. <laughs> so dark. So dark. <sighs> All right. Dougie T, you got anything? Uh, I think your stepdad needs a good kick in the balls. There you go. <laughs> that's that's violent. It is, yes. but Dog. you want to stab him in the eye, so. But I didn't expect that from that guy. Well, he's getting in on it. He doesn't I would like lo- he doesn't like abusers. <laughs> I would love to know what goes through his brain when we do these. But like he <laughs> like he's new to us, and he's going, "Where the fuck are these people from Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> what do they have going on? <laughs> like I didn't sign up for this shit. Get me out of here. I gotta." <laughs> got good things to do in my life other than listen to this dirty talk mm-hmm. all right anyway give us a like share follow on social media listen to the bs uh, the video is always posted thanks to buddy buddy uh up on our youtube channel at the bailey show you can listen to the radio show 98 rock in sacramento monday through friday 6 a.m start time pacific uh on the odyssey app or the bailey show.com if you're not local of course you for you are local it is 98.5 all right uh, have yourself a great safe rest of your week till next time bye Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com Now, get out of here.